0: Pascino! For a little guy, I share back a big punch! Behold, the knight of, of storm wind!
1: Behold, the night of storm wind! I would show you no mercy! Is that a short joke?
0: It's your choice when we start. <laughs> Alright. Uh,
1: so, this weekend was pretty fun for me. Um, Wait, have
0: we started? I'm confused. What's going on?
1: God damn it, that's my job. Get off your horse. No comprendo!
0: This is 8-Bit, episode 115, Fuzzy in My Brain, on Sunday, April 19th, 2015, and now with a hairy butt chest. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker.
1: Anyway. So, so what were you talking about? <laughs> I had a pretty good weekend this weekend. Um, really? Yeah. Weird how that works sometimes. So my, my college's jazz band went on tour. It was a mini itty bitty tour. Um, so we stopped in White Bear Lake first night. Second day and the third day, we were in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for the Eau Claire Jazz Festival. Um, and this is the first time that we've been there several weeks. Dr. Wright, the, the previous guy, got burned. A bit there, not not like I in the think physical I way.
0: know where this is going,
1: um, but not necessarily in the physical way. But they he got burned because they had been there. One of the judges was one of the composers of one of the pieces that they played. Um, <laughs> absolutely hated what he did with it, and they they didn't place at all. And so he was nursing a bit of a sore thumb, and we haven't been there since. Now that we have a new guy, we decided to go back. Um and lo and behold there was a competition which we didn't necessarily realize until about a week before we left. Um and wouldn't you know it first time back we placed first for College Big Band. Nice. And then
0: got to uh
1: got to open for the New York Voices who have won Grammys uh here. Um New York voices. Let's see how many Grammys they have won. Wikipedia. Grammy award. Oh, I guess maybe just one.
0: Ah, it's just, just one Grammy. I mean, that's like nothing. That's so easy to get.
1: Either way, it was a cool experience. Um, I mean, that concert was a little boring because we we ended up only playing one one song. And we had to wait two and a half hours before we actually got to play that song.
0: Hmm. But still,
1: we got to share a stage with New York Voices. Which is really cool. So we came back. And we were hitting hard. And it was great.
0: Now, did you get to hang out with anybody in particular who goes to school in Eau Claire?
1: Not as much as I would have liked, Aww. because having to play in the evening concert saw to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but otherwise, I I did actually get to see Ashberry a little bit and give her a big hug and chat a bit. While I was there. That's good. Not as much That's as good. I would have liked, as I said, but
0: yeah. So when was she was she talking about that when she was said in our group chat like. Aren't you planning on coming to Eau Claire or something like that? I was really confused about that.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yes, that was
0: ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. I kind of I took it as like a hey, you two should come and visit sometime, and we can all hang out together.
1: Well, I mean, I like that option a lot too. Mm-hmm. Definitely like that option a lot. I mean, even if it's not till next year.
0: Yeah. All right. Because she's you year younger than us, I suppose, so mm. she'll still be in school. Yarp.
1: Yeah. Then we get to... Then uh, I don't have to worry about being anywhere specific for jazz concerts or anything like that. I can just go and hang out, and it's going to be great.
0: Do you really think that uh, just because you're not in a college that you won't be doing awesome musical endeavors?
1: Oh, of course not. I'm just saying that I won't necessarily be playing the um, Eau Claire Jazz Festival. Right. Yeah. No, I'm definitely planning on sticking around with college. Well, not with college.
0: <laughs> <For> music until <laughs> the day I die. Sixth year, best year, huh. right? <laughs> we'll see about uh, graduate school. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so we got some feedback from our dearest listener, Andrew Bailey. Can I have uh, a second one?
1: Can I read it? Sure.
0: Yeah. Yes, you may. <laughs> so uh first he says, Huh, for some reason I thought that you guys said that you wouldn't be playing the pre sequel together. Uh that would be Borderlands pre sequel because it took you so long to get through number two. Um and he might have to listen to previous episodes in sight, maybe. Uh but no, I'm I'm pretty sure That that's accurate. Um though since we uh are going to be living together After we graduate, I don't think that there's going to be too big of a hassle for, you know, getting the two of us together on a regular basis to actually play through the pre-sequel. Yeah, that's going
1: to be great. Hey, we could have our desks side by side.
0: We could. Assuming, well, assuming that we're rooming together, which seems kind of unlikely. um, Because, well, because you were like, ah, I'll take the single room because I snore a lot. And uh Sam already said to me like that he would feel pretty uncomfortable rooming with anybody else in the house. Okay. So it's either him in the single room or you in the single room. Okay. And I think it makes most sense for you in the single room.
1: Yeah. Are we still at are we still at seven people or has the number dropped down? No, we're at six. Okay. Was Liv not able to join us?
0: Uh yeah. It it, she's pretty much out now.
1: Okay. Shoot, that would have been fun.
0: Partially, partially because she's not sure if she'll have uh, a job in the cities by then, but also partially because she was like, seven people in that house sounds like a lot.
1: Yeah. Which it does.
0: Like, when yeah. we only have one bathroom at the moment, uh, that's a lot of people.
1: For the time. For the time being. We'll <laughs> do what I can to change that, but for the time being, yes.
0: I'll just hold it for a really, really long time.
1: Or we have a peace schedule in the morning. <laughs>
0: I'll put it in Google Calendar.
1: <laughs> Morning piss schedule. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's a I'll, color, I'll color it yellow.
1: <laughs> different shades of yellow for different people.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: 50 shades of yellow.
0: No, shut up. <laughs> people are into that kind of thing. No. <laughs> so what else did Andrew Bailey say?
1: Um, so, okay. So, so, so I'm going to do what I can to read ex- it exactly the way that he put it. Give me <laughs> a second. I need to take a sip. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh. Plunks laterally everywhere and stop breathing in out of the micro spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that had enough spit to go. I, I, well, I can't actually confirm that because I'm on the other side of the internet.
1: <laughs> well, my keyboard says that it was enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, honestly, um, your fan was kind of a problem last week.
1: <laughs> wasn't trying to, but the
0: plugs were not my fault. No, I will never figure out where those came from. We just won't until until they aren't a problem anymore. Which is, you know, which will only be when we're no longer uh, outside of studio. You know, recording remotely. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Wow. Was it really just last week that we were talking about, uh, about yeah. Kingsman? I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, because Andrew says that, uh, Westboro Baptist Church probably hates the metric system too. In addition to all of, all of those groups that were referenced in, uh, in the, the most amusing line in the movie. Well, they probably <laughs> hate everything. I mean, do they hate hate itself? Apparently they love it, actually. <laughs> or do they love to hate it? I don't know. This is getting a little bit too recursive for me.
1: Circular logic.
0: Uh so the sad thing for Andrew about his uh his hilarious April Fool's Day prank was that uh I was the only person that actually, you know, like spoke up and said that I liked the show. Um because he hasn't received any feedback from anyone else whatsoever. No. Sad. Ryan should definitely listen to it. Ryan would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking, cooking,
1: cooking things.
0: And then, uh, oh, look, we're getting live live uh, sort of feedback from Ryan right now to Andrew Bailey. Uh, well, to me, I guess, saying that I'm the only one who actually listened to that episode. And what I'm saying is you should listen to the episode, Ryan. It was really, really good. <laughs> it was quite amusing. Um, oh, he's so. eight weeks. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of so. Ke- keeping up with like your your media life obligations is a funny thing for me because once you once you get behind by a certain amount, there's like no catching up, and you sometimes just have to kind of sweep away everything that you haven't that you, that you haven't seen and just start from where they are right now.
1: Yeah, the only ones that I really care about that I keep up with are web comics. So to be completely mm-hmm. honest, even yeah, but I think fun to go and binge read so.
0: But it, it it does apply to anything that's serialized, you know. Yeah. Um, especially especially things that aren't immediately, uh, you, you know, where where real life timing isn't a factor that's important to them. Like obviously for our show, that's fairly important because of a, a huge part of our episodes is weekly news. Yeah. Um, but for other types of shows, yeah, going and binge watching things that you missed and getting caught up on it is is reasonable.
1: I mean, our our new show, when we revamp 8-bit or eight bit after the summer...
0: Yes, exactly.
1: ...is going to be not... That, that one's going to be a lot more towards the second half of that, though. To my knowledge of how that's going to work, right?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much just going to be game reviews whenever we play something cool. Or something not cool, I guess. Hmm. We'll review both. <laughs> we'll <laughs> review. So, speaking of headlines, let's get right on to those. So, uh, dear listener, hey, you if you one. want to... What? No, I didn't. No, you did I didn't. didn't. totally didn't. Yeah. See you next year. Then headlines.
1: No, you're missing one.
0: What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm making you go crazy here.
1: No, I see it on the revision changes. <laughs> you deleted something.
0: Yes, I deleted it because it's, I don't know, I don't feel like reading it. It's, uh, you know, not really important. Um, also, I don't remember the context around it, so I can't, you know, say anything profound about it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, headlines. Uh, if, you, uh, if you, listener, want to go and see the links to these headlines, go to thenexus.tv slash EB 115. That's where uh, the show notes reside. So, uh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone first, because that's, you know, my obsession. Um, as they promised, uh, sometime late last year, Hearthstone is now available on phone-sized devices, which is pretty darn exciting. Uh, initially, I wasn't planning on, like, installing it or anything, because I already have it on my tablet, which goes with me everywhere I go. Uh, but I found out that they actually, um, give you a free pack if you, if you win a game, uh, on, while playing on a phone. So I went and did that. And, uh, got that free pack. Um, and I, I don't know. I have a few things to say about the, uh, the interface. It's, it's pretty darn good considering, you know, that they, that they had to scale it down for like five inch or four and a half inch or heaven forbid, like four inch screens. Um, so basically what they did was they eliminated some of like the vertical space that, that the interface takes up by taking like your, your hand of cards, and putting it off to the right hand side next to your hero's icon, um, and then so that that kind of places it where your um, where your mana crystal list is usually is. Um, so that doesn't show up. Um, it just has like an, a, a little number that says that you have like say three out of four mana crystals left. Um, but then when, once you tap on your hand, then your hand kind of expands and takes up most of the screen and then that's when you see your list of mana crystals like nicely uh lined up out there on the side. Um for for the most part nothing else has changed um and that just means that like you know a few of like the the border stuff in the interface is gone, you know, like the the buildings um and and stuff that you can just kind of play around with during your opponent's turn. Um yeah, a few of those things had to be taken out for the interface, but it it works pretty well. Uh you know, I, as I said, I managed to win a game, so it's not like it handicaps you to the point where you don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I still I still would recommend playing it on like a seven inch screen or larger. Um but if all you have is, is a phone or a phone size thing, then you can make it work.
1: <laughs>
0: the I'm just imagining like itty bitty voices <gasps> from all of thingo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Make them all sound like they're on helium. Let's see. What What are some of your other favorite quotes? Some for um, well,
1: actually, this one already has a high-pitched voice.
0: For a little guy, I sure back a big punch.
1: I don't think I can get any higher than that.
0: Behold, the night of the of storm wind. Behold, the night of storm wind. <laughs> if the cables were turned, I would show you no mercy. Oh, wait, that's wrong. Stop game.
1: laughing! I am evil!
0: <laughs> the single, the single. For a little guy, I share back a big punch! Behold, the night of, the might of, of storm wind!
1: I would show you no mercy! Is that a short joke? That a short joke <laughs> Weird, it's like I knew what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So so hey Buck, did we did did you ask about the site promo? Did you announce that?
0: Oh you know I don't remember, did I? It's it's so fuzzy in my brain.
1: So fuzzy in your brain, your head. Well too bad nothing up there is fuzzy except the top of your head. What? Sorry. Did you saying about my hair? I was talking about your facial hair or rather lack thereof.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I figured out so for a long time I I had no idea how often I actually shaved because I never paid attention to like what day of the week it was. Um and I've now determined that it's roughly 1 week uh 1 week apart are, are my shaves. Mm. It's pretty great.
1: Just going to turn this down here so you can see what chest hair I have along with my beard. Oh, it's great. All right, so now that we're back to cleavage, um
0: dude, I've seen your chest chair so many times. it doesn't matter. yeah, fine
1: i'll still I'll, I'll still show cleavage. love you, Ryan. All right, so <laughs> Oh God, this I don't has been think annoying. it
0: counts as cleavage if there's it i mean it's just flat chest. Well, that's a nipple, but that doesn't mean that there's cleavage. I there you them, go. I can try and push them together. Just,
1: just, this might hurt after a little while.
0: I can only do that with my chin. Make it look like a butt chin.
1: <laughs> so I have a butt chest?
0: Actually, we, <laughs> we, get, to talk chest. About, we get to talk about butts later. <laughs> You'll see, it's pretty great.
1: Alright, um... So, yeah, the next thing that I'm going to talk about is something that has been really annoying to me recently. So Valve is aware of the increase in spamming by fake Steam accounts. So in order to combat this, they're restricting certain community actions until an accountant has spent at least $5. Um, so restricted, or restricted actions include um, sending friend invites, voting on Greenlight, reviews, workshop, getting trading cards, participating in the market and using browser and mobile chat. Basically it sounds like the only thing that you can do is buy a game.
0: Um I think you can set up your profile and and you can chat with people who are already your friends and I think that they can send you friend requests. Um but your account can't go and actively seek out, you know, other people kind of thing. Okay. Which seems uh-huh. like the major thing. What? Yeah.
1: 'Cause I mean like I've I've logged into Steam and then suddenly eleven or twelve new updates. What? What why why is this happening?
0: You've gotten like eleven or twelve invites all at once? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. I usually only get one every once in a while.
1: I mean it's probably CSGO. Now that I'm on that, they probably target the CSGO community since there's a lot of money that goes mm. with the skins and whatnot. Um
0: That makes sense.
1: Um, but still it just it pisses me off to no end that there's this many spam.
0: I wonder what do you think would happen if you accepted one of those friend requests? Like what kinds of things would 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 they chat with you and ask you for things? I don't even know what they what their goal is here exactly.
1: I don't know. I don't wanna know.
0: I also think it's really funny that those accounts like they used to usually they would have, like, a a halfway reasonable-sounding, like, profile name and and maybe uh, a picture, but lately I just keep getting, um, like, friend requests from accounts that have no picture and their name is unassigned in square brackets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mine haven't even been that bad. Mine have gotten actual names, but Mm -hmm. still...
0: Maybe it's the same account over and over again. I have no idea. <laughs> no. So speaking of Steam, um, the mobile app for Steam recently got updated, and I was really, really excited about that because that's one of my biggest complaints. Is you know they they released this crappy, uh, this crappy app way back in like 2011, and they haven't updated it since. Um, so I thought you know maybe I I you know I was I didn't even. I didn't even necessarily want them to bring in like radical new functionality or anything. I kind of just wanted them to update the interface and make things look good and work well. Um but no, it's uh, all that it does is it adds like a two-factor authentication uh feature where it'll send like your your Steam Guard authentication codes to to you via that app in addition to like emailing it to you kind of thing. Um and that's it everything else in the app is completely untouched. <laughs> it still sucks. Mm, dear.
1: Yes, team. Yes, team. I mean,
0: we love them like for the, most things. The things that they do well, they do amazingly. And then the things that they don't do well are just complete jokes. There's no middle ground for Valve, I guess.
1: Nope. That's why they and I get along, I think. Actually, I suppose I'm pretty good at compromise, if I need to. Anyway, um, so one of the PlayStation 4's headline features is the ability to start playing games before they finish downloading. So speaking of Steam trying things and then that just sort of falling off the deep end, um, (laughs) Steam is trying something similar with Mortal Kombat 10 but it doesn't really quite work as expected. Um, So what's instead happening is the additional files are being treated as free DLC, which then you have to check off to start downloading.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping that they can get this system figured out, because it would be awesome um, to have that working for like for for all games on Steam and I'm not sure I'm not sure how much work other developers would have to put into this in order for it to you know be effective um like would they have to mark particular files in the in the you know in the download as things that aren't vital to start playing the game right away or something like that I don't know I couldn't tell you um, it's you know pretty technical I guess <laughs> But yeah, especially since since we're now seeing uh, a lot of AAA games that are upwards of, you know, like 30 gigabytes or more, uh, it would be a very, very useful feature. So the game Soma, we haven't heard about this in quite a while. It's it's the next game from the makers of Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Um, it just entered beta, which is really exciting. Uh, unfortunately, well, me may- I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but uh, they they only sent the, board, the blah, blah, beta out to 40 people. Um, and then once they get feedback from those people, then they'll be able to decide how best to spend the rest of their development time, and then uh, and then they'll announce a release date. I'm pretty sure that they're planning on coming out by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, depending on what kinds of issues the beta reveals, and um, you know how much work they have to do. We're not sure exactly how long it'll take.
1: It'll get there eventually.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that game.
1: All I need to know is it'll get there eventually. This is some kind of sad news. Why do I always find the really sad stuff it feels like?
0: Because you're so melancholy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Uh, moving on. Um, so, speaking of a uh, little bit of, um, Andrew Bailey's comments and what was going on, so Borderlands, the pre sequel, who were they made by?
0: Um, 2K somewhere in Australia.
1: 2K Australia. Um, particularly the studio in Canberra. Um, unfortunately, they are closing its doors. Um, so, what's happening is just, the costs of operating out of Australia are a little bit too much for the company to be able to make it profitable. So they, they have to shut the door. So 2K provided Kotaka with the following statement, confirming the closure. If I can read this off. Sure. Um, we can confirm. We have taken steps to begin the studio closure process for 2K Australia in order to be, or in order to better manage ongoing development costs while improving the working proximity of our creative teams. We are very grateful for the team's valuable contributions to numerous 2K projects and are working with the affected staff to explore reassignment opportunities where possible.
0: So I'm wondering what exactly it is about Australia that makes the um, the operating costs so much more there.
1: I don't know. Maybe something with... Um... God. Speaking of the pre-sequel. Speaking of,
0: guess who's playing the pre-sequel right now? It's Andrew Bailey. Bailey. What if we, What if one of us went and started spectating him right now or something,
1: making fun of him while he's playing? Nah, I don't know. I mean, we gotta work on the show. Speaking of professionalism.
0: Uh, yes. Um, so I guess uh, on a happier note, the next, uh, the next story is that Anita Sarkeesian is in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People list for 2014, which is pretty darn awesome because uh, she's been doing some really important and, and good work, um, you know, talking about representation in video games and pointing out different tropes, sexist tropes that exist that uh, we can, you know, definitely work more on avoiding in the future. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No no what she listed as one of the most positively influential people or one of the more negatively influential? Because I, so I can see that being
0: the list itself doesn't have like a positive or negative necessarily associated with with being on the list. Um they have they have different uh like categories kind of thing, and I think she was in the pioneers category. Um But, I mean, yeah, Will Wheaton wrote the essay about her, and it's, you know, definitely very positive.
1: Will Wheaton? He's pretty great. It used to be Will Wheaton, so there's no wha after the "Will."
0: It's more fun to say it
1: with that. Will Wheaton. Speaking of Will Wheaton stuff. Oh, my God. um, Firefly Online. Oh, Yeah. We'll have at least part of the original cast back. So there was a documentary released, or at least an interview released, uh, that showed both Nathan Fillion and Adam Baldwin um, in it, and Nathan Fillion recording some lines as Mal. Mm hmm. So, yay! This better take place before Serenity happens.
0: I have no idea, man. It might. Place. <laughs> um yeah i I wasn't actually expecting it to involve the um like the original cast at all kind of thing. you know, I thought it was going to be set in the universe, and then since it's uh you know a massively multiplayer online game that it would be like you know you set up your own crew and then you'll be flying around doing stuff in the universe. Mm. Who knows? We'll find out probably pretty soon because they, they keep saying that it's going to be released like spring of 2015 and spring is kind of, we're getting to the close of, of springtime pretty quick here. Uh, but they still haven't announced an official release date. I think. <laughs> So this next one is really 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 funny. Um this is this is a movement that I can definitely get behind. So there's um The Witcher, the Witcher games, you know. Um pretty pretty notorious for their explicit sexual content, right? And uh for the original Witcher game, they had like uh a calendar for the year of 2007 or whenever it was um that you know, just had, like, a bunch of topless women from from the game, uh, and one player decided, you know, that, that instead of, like, boycotting uh, the games because of that, that she would just kind of ask CD Projekt Red to come out with a calendar with uh, Geralt in it, and particularly Geralt's butt, because <laughs> apparently he has a very attractive butt. <laughs> <laughs> that what? And, you know, they they do cite uh, the fact that in the game, uh, Geralt is kind of sexualized as well, uh, because they have, you know, some pretty good shots of him, like legs spread, getting into a bath or whatever. (laughs)
1: Yep. Oh, Witcher. I enjoy Witcher. Well, what I've played of Witcher, I still need to play more.
0: Yeah, I haven't started at all. I watched a few uh, a few instances of like Declan playing on the computer next to me last year, but yep,
1: and there is tits galore. However, I would I would greatly enjoy dad butt because let's face it, who doesn't love a good butt?
0: You know, this reminds me of the year when I decided that we needed to get my mom. Uh, a sexy fireman calendar for Christmas.
1: I can. Yep. I could see that being a thing. You know, my I have a friend here who has, um, instead of a stretchy or not stretchy. Sorry, sexy stretchy, fireman.
0: What, where is this going? I <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, she has a she has a sexy fireman pillow. With <laughs> a bunch of sexy, sexy firemen every night. Anyway, so moving on, slash going back to video games. Um, one that I'm actually fairly excited about that's coming out, um, is made by. Let's see, uh, it's in development by Freestyle Guy, or by sorry, not Freestyle Games, Freestyle Games. Um, it's been in development for about three years. Um, it's a new Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero Live, and the thing that they are doing with it that I think I find the most interesting is that they are revamping the controller. Okay. So you know how the controller has those five buttons?
0: Yeah, and then it the it's just got like that strum bar thing that you yeah. wiggle up and down.
1: So it has the strum bar and the 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 whammy bar. Um, so The strong bar and the whammy bar are pretty much unchanged, but the buttons are changed. So instead of five in a row, it now has three in two rows up towards the top. So you're only going to be re- really using three fingers, mm-hmm. but now you have to know which ones are up and which ones are down. Hmm. So you have to be able to get proper combinations of those down and in. So it's going to take, in some ways, it's going to take more brain power while still being easier for the people who aren't able to move.
0: don't have enormously long fingers.
1: I don't know. I've I've been doing just fine on it to be completely honest.
0: Well, I'd wager that you have larger than average fingers or hands or whatever. Um, what other kinds of details do we have on like uh I don't know, platforms that they're coming to or or whatever?
1: Wait, say again. Sorry.
0: What what platforms are they uh, um, targeting? Cool thing. What?
1: They are and they're not. What? So the game is coming to PS3, PS4, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. But also the full experience, including the same guitar, is also coming to tablets and smartphones.
0: Okay. So Wait. the mobile
1: version of the game can be played on either the device or television.
0: Okay. Wait. And wait, are they really leaving PC out of this? I didn't hear you say that.
1: I don't think there's ever been a Guitar Hero PC.
0: Well right, but there's never been a Guitar Hero smartphone either.
1: True. Yeah, they're leaving PC out of it. Wow. Except for the tablets nice. and the smartphones. Um The mobile version can be played on either the device or a TV. Um let's see, it doesn't have a firm release date. We just know it's coming out this fall, but it it will be priced at $100, which also includes one of the
0: new guitars. Okay. Is that comparable to the uh, Guitar Hero games in the past?
1: I think so. It might be a little bit more... a tad bit more expensive, but that's also not too incredibly um, surprising considering. Oh, some other cool things that they're doing. Um, So, in the games, all of the characters and everything like that were all um computer generated and I honestly appreciated it because of um the stylistic thought that went into each and every character and how that was really cool. And you know how I how much I enjoy stylistically.
0: I would love to go back and look at these blocky, you know, low polygon count uh, characters rocking
1: they're not, out. They're <laughs> still fun to watch. They're still fun to play as. as I oh guess,
0: yeah, they're hilarious. I
1: proved my friend Daniel the other night but it's not So what are they
0: what are they doing instead of uh computer generated live action? So how is that going to work Wait, okay. So did the did the characters before like react to you doing well or doing badly in the songs? Not really. Okay. Hmm. So I guess you'll have less opportunities now to like uh, make the concert look like whatever you want to because you could deck out your your band with whatever outfits and stuff that you wanted right yeah so
1: we'll have to see about how that how they feel about that also another thing that mm-hmm. i like is they seem to be having a little bit more of a um variance in music so before it was all just like hard rock Right. Um and now the music is including everything from like the Black Keys and Fallout Boy, uh Green Day to like Ed Sheeran and Skrillex. All right. So Not
0: wait. How is dubstep going to work? I
1: don't know. <laughs> so there's going to be a big broad range of musical tastes that will be introduced to people. All right. So yeah. I'm excited for this. I don't know if I'll be able to spend a hundred dollars for the game, but I'm excited for it regardless
0: yeah and i'm also I'm kind of confused about how they're expecting people with uh smartphones to get the game onto their um onto their televisions if they have phones that don't have like you know mini HDMI ports or whatever.
1: maybe they're expecting people to do streaming sort of like with um the Google thing or the Amazon thing
0: right but then you're expecting people to have not just a phone but also some sort of streaming solution to their television yeah it's is getting complicated
1: <laughs> i don't know we'll have to see
0: yeah um
1: that's all okay. i can say is it'll yeah. we will see in time
0: pretty much uh okay so um here's here's something that uh happened Because of, um, because of net or sorry, because of, um, daredevil. Um, so apparently people have been trying to call out Netflix for not having, um, accessibility things, uh, on their, on their, um, original shows, such as, you know, like, um, audio descriptions of what's going on on the screen, right. Hmm. Um, for visually impaired. Yeah. And basically it it took Netflix having a show with a blind protagonist for them to no longer be able to ignore those kinds of demands. And uh you know because uh the internet reacts very strongly to uh amusing irony. <laughs> um <laughs> and so so you know now Netflix has actually pretty quickly rolled out um like uh, at least for the English versions of of their shows, um, they rolled it out to to Daredevil first, and I believe that House of Cards and um, um, see what's their other big show? Oh, Orange. This is the new. Black. I think those those ones are getting audio description tracks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and listened to, um, well, watched uh, one of the fight scenes from Daredevil with the audio description going. And it was actually pretty entertaining. It was like, um, like, it was, it was about as engaging as listening to, like, an audiobook description of, of a, uh, a fight with sound effects going on in the background. It was pretty cool.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: And they, they definitely managed to, like, capture the style of the, uh, of the show with, you know, kind of a, a, Kind of um, lower, gravelly voice that you know is all serious, and but kind of takes a bit of delight in in the uh, in the beatings up that's going on on screen and stuff. Is it's good. Good.
1: Cool. I'm surprised that they were. So, how exactly can audio descriptions keep up with something that are as fast paced as a fight scene?
0: So basically, um, occasionally the voice will describe. Something that is about to happen as if it was just happening, you know, um and they and they time those so that they are in between like punching sounds and stuff like that um, it works pretty well, okay some sometimes yeah the the voice would get a little bit behind, but it's not bad um at least in that scene because they're they you know they tended to have like moments in between the action uh as the camera like panned around because the the fight scene that I was that I was watching in particular uh was all done with one camera shot um and and they they did things where like sometimes there was fighting going on uh off camera cuz the camera always stayed in this one hallway and there were two rooms off of the hallway that sometimes uh sometimes the fighting would happen in those rooms and you couldn't see it
1: hmm. But you can now because you're blind! Or at least Daredevil could. What? Probably because he was just yes? fighting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, Star Wars Battlefront will be coming out November 17th. Yay! This is on ground battles, mostly on foot with some vehicles. Um, so that's not a big surprise, considering the previous games. Um, no. Very few dogfights.
0: But, yep. That's the big change.
1: That there will be dogfights?
0: That were, no, very few dogfights. There there won't be just like pure space battles like there were in the other games. Um, uh, the, and the only dogfights that they're going to have, I think, are like either either going to be very brief or are going to kind of supplement an existing ground battle kind of thing. Okay. Okay,
1: interesting. Um, so it'll take place in the era of the original trilogy, but there will be a tie into The Force Awakens with the Battle of Jakku which will come out in two weeks after the game first releases.
0: Yeah, and so the that battle yeah. hit is the one that takes place on the desert planet that we have seen in the trailers. Speaking of trailers, because the, the um, Star Wars Celebration big event is going on in California right now, we have some new details, like a new trailer for The Force Awakens. Now let... And so that that trailer actually opens up with this awesome panning shot of kind of it. It seems like it's the site of the Battle of Jakku, um, but you know, like that that planet name is going to mess me up, isn't it?
1: <laughs> no, just all I can think about is something. Trying to make a pun about them frying because you said something about a panning shot and how it's oh my Jakku. goodness,
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, so the the panning shot is really really awesome because they have, um, you know the only thing that you see is like a bunch of dunes and desert, and then you see this like old crashed uh X wing in the foreground, and then as it pans more, you realize that like the background is almost all taken up by this gigantic crashed star destroyer, and uh, it's it's it looks really awesome, and and uh, of course actually Declan found somebody had taken um you know, all of the sections of, of this panning shot and made it into one like ultra wide desktop hmm. wallpaper. Uh, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, please. Um but yeah let's let's talk about that trailer. So we got some more we got some more detailed looks at uh the like the new look for the uh the stormtroopers. Yeah. Um we also got to see kind of a silvery stormtrooper who appears to be much more heavily armored and more heavily armed than your standard stormtrooper. That
1: maybe just be a dark trooper?
0: Maybe. I mean, it was, it was more like, like shiny than it, like it was a, it was like dark shiny, but it wasn't like black.
1: Shining, shimmering, splendid.
0: <sighs> like if you think of having like a nice, Black marble top countertop. Think about that, but then a little bit more reflective. I think is how yeah, I describe it. Right. Um, it looks like um, so the the whoever these people are who are kind of you know acting like Imperials. Um, what is? I forget what their I forget what their their um, organization is called, but it was referenced somewhere. Um, looks not very, in the looks very not in the trailer. Very what ask?
1: Nazi esque or North Korea? Well, yeah, I mean,
0: the the empire is always supposed to be has, has always been reminiscent of Nazis. Um, I think that they're called what the like the First Order or something like that. Um, but yeah, they North have like Korean a new order? symbol.
1: Hmm. The North Korean Order.
0: I don't think that that's what they call themselves.
1: No, but it's still fun to say the North Korean Order and think of them as the bad guys. Because
0: it does look a lot like, I
1: mean, any sort of milita- militaristic um, state.
0: Is yeah, going to look
1: like that. I suppose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So their their symbol. Um, I think you see it briefly in the trailer. It looks like it has like a red background with kind of a a black symbol on it. Um, it didn't it's look like, like it was black exactly star the same. Black a red background. Yeah. Um, Let's see. the The Tie Fighters also look kind of darker now, um, and we got to see a brief bit of like a battle scene, which was a lot more like kind of small scale than than you know the gigantic CGI battles that we got in the uh, in the prequel trilogy. Um, of course, it was it was taking place in a hangar, mm-hmm. so <laughs> you can't really fit too many people there.
1: That's what you think. That depends on the number of corpses and how many pieces they're in.
0: <laughs> they did have some crazy like visual stuff going on though like there was a tie fighter that was like hovering in the in the uh uh hangar and shooting at people um yeah. in the shot that was really cool yeah
1: yep yeah, um
0: let's see what what other things happened L- in the trailer
1: well i messed up towards the end what so towards the very end um spoiler alert uh, you see the Millennium Falcon going this way, and that way, and this way, and that way. And then you see um, Harrison Ford, obviously, as um, as Han Solo. Yep. Baca. Sitting there. And he says, we're home, Chewie. And the first time I saw it, I swear to you, I thought he said, we're old, Chewie.
0: Both of which are True. <laughs> So the, the theory around that line that I've heard is that um they just, like, rediscovered the Millennium Falcon in this, you know, like, uh graveyard, the ship graveyard, or whatever, junk heap. um Which I guess makes it okay for them to be flying it around. Because <laughs> <How, laughs> I can't imagine... They... What? How did they get there? Well, we don't know any of those details yet. But we definitely I mean, we definitely know that it is like a ship graveyard um, because, yeah, we've got the the big giant Star Destroyer, um, but also we've got some details on like the three main characters for the movie. Mm -hmm. um, And one of them is a scavenger um, and she's just kind of living her life there on on. Jackku until uh you know adventure finds her in the form of the other characters uh kind of running into her or whatever yeah, um, oh yeah John boyega's uh character uh he was the one who you know we saw in the first teaser trailer uh dressed up as a stormtrooper yeah. um, until now we weren't really sure if he was just like disguised as a stormtrooper or if he actually was a stormtrooper or whatever um, but john uh actually confirmed this on stage um that that he is an, indeed a stormtrooper i don't think that he was supposed to tell the press that though because like when the person asked him that question he just kind of like pursed his lips but then like nodded and jj J. abrams who was sitting next to him like kind of slapped him playfully like hey what are you doing you're not supposed to say that <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the third character is, uh, the, the X-Wing pilot that we saw. Um, and he is, according to the actor who plays him, the best damn pilot in the galaxy.
1: <laughs>
0: so, whether that's, uh, you know, an objectively true sentiment or if that's just, uh, you know, his cocky character, we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, those, those three characters are, Going to be going on some sort of adventure together, um, yeah. Oh, and then, do you remember the uh, the rolling ball droid that we, that droid that we saw in the first? No, 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 no. Uh, the oh, one that we saw in the first teaser trailer with the
1: head that was zipping. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so that that is called BB-8, and they told us that it was a practical effect. You know but i didn't realize that they actually had like a a working model of this thing that actually can roll around exactly the way that it looks like it's rolling around on screen um mm-hmm. it doesn't go nearly as fast as it appears to be going in the movie but um it works you know they've got some some uh like weighted gyroscope motors on the inside i assume that it works similar to um like a sphero um those little those little plastic ball toys that you can like play around with and control with a smartphone mm-hmm. um but yeah it it actually like they had it on stage at during the panel and had it roll around and then it and uh R2D2 got into an argument
1: <laughs> no R2
0: so i guess they don't like each other so much
1: not yet the R2D2 is a little bit of a asshole, so we'll see about that
0: yeah, sometimes.
1: More than sometimes, at least in my opinion, anyway.
0: I mean, it's it's hard to tell exactly because you you don't understand exactly what he's saying, but he he comes across as like snarky to me.
1: Uh, I suppose that's and, a good way of putting it.
0: And and indignant when people don't uh, don't like give him credit. Yeah, for his abilities, you know. Yeah,
1: it sounds about right. sounds very much so right
0: um oh i almost forgot to mention also uh, uh star wars rogue one which is the the um first movie that's going to be coming out not part of like the main trilogy um the that series of movies that aren't part of the main trilogies uh are going to be collectively called star wars anthologies hmm. and so this one uh, its full title is now star wars anthology Rogue One, and uh, got a couple of more details about it that um, apparently it has to do with the group of rebels who, well, they call them like Rogue Rebels, but I don't know what exactly that means, Um, but they were the ones who I believe uh, steal the plans for the first Death Star um, in order to allow the Alliance to blow it up eventually. (laughs)
1: the alliance Rebels! Rebels! yeah Rebels!
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, all right, should we talk uh should we talk some reviews
1: Sounds good to me, all
0: right, so this week's um hearthstone Blackrock Mountain expansion um is called Blackrock spire, and um the so last weekend or yeah last week, you know you i if you're doing the wings in order, which I think you might have to do um you uh you beat Ragnaros right, who is basically the the big main bad guy on this mountain at the time um and of course you know the the person who was who brought you to Black Rock Mountain to defeat Ragnaros has now taken over Black Rock Mountain and is uh trying to kick you off, and so now you're going against his people and uh like this week actually really drove home to me uh the fact that they're really building these these bosses more as puzzles than uh than next did because like if you think about the 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 bosses that you go against in next most of them have decks that you could like build yourself and play with so you might encounter a deck that works exactly like one that you encounter in next right the ones in Blackrock Mountain are like just have crazy different, um, you know, ability, and it start it starts with their their hero abilities, you know. So like, um, so the first the first uh, uh, boss, his his special ability is that you know he'll destroy a random damaged enemy minion. So you have to kind of play around that in the sense that. If you have gigantic creatures that just get like you know even a little bit of damage, then you can easily you know wipe out your your big giant minions very quickly. Um, contrast that with the second boss who has the special ability. It's a this this is a passive um, hero ability. This is the first time that I've ever seen a passive hero ability in Hearthstone where. All cards in the game, yours and and the bosses, cost one mana. But players are kept at one mana crystal. So basically, um the first time that I played through, I tried to get like clever and kind of um play around that by like having um having some, some cards like innervate or wild growth or whatever that you know give you more mana crystals. That doesn't work because the passive ability trumps that, and you just I still only have one mm. um, and then I also tried to get clever with a few things where uh like such as minions that would cost less according to um, according to like either how much damage I' had taken or like how many minions were on the table or whatever um, but those didn't work either because they always cost exactly one no matter what. <laughs> Um so basically for that you just build uh, a deck with as many gigantic minions that are just strong by themselves and don't have to rely on anything else you know um you you just build a deck like that and then you win not too difficult mm-hmm. um the third the third uh boss was really weird because he has like a cycle of different hero powers that he'll use. So like the first one, um summons 311 whelps. And then after that, he gets a different hero power for the next turn that like will summon a a bunch of like 13s or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like it kept changing. And so so you couldn't predict exactly unless you you know gone up against him before, but you couldn't really predict what he was going to come at you with next. Um And of course, you know, each of those decks had a bunch of uh, cards in them that aren't available to players. They aren't, you know, printed, so to speak. So, um, makes them into unique puzzles to solve, which I appreciate. Um, I, I don't really remember what cards I got this week from these ones. They weren't too impressive. Um... So I guess if you're only getting Black Rock Mountain for the cards that are in it, uh, and you can choose which wings to get, this one's probably not really worth it. But the the first week was definitely worth it because you you know you got Emperor Thaurissan, who uh, if you'll remember, he uh, he's the one who reduces the mana cost of all of the cards in your hand by one. Oh uh, yeah, him. Which was yeah that that's an incredible ability, I love it. <laughs> it.'s kind of ridiculous, just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying
1: Just saying, I mean I still need to go back and try and actually do something worth doing,
0: uh what are we talking still talking about hearthstone, yeah, or are you talking I'm about sorry, your life you
1: did, I, I need to make a deck that's actually viable,
0: ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so probably work on some dailies see if i can get some stuff in the arena
0: mm, mm-hmm. um yeah i would i would actually suggest going and doing some next because they've got some really good cards in there
1: i mean yes but i i i should also i don't know me and um me and spending money on this game don't necessarily agree yet.
0: Oh, I'm not I'm not saying that you have to spend money on it. You can use gold to buy the the various wings of the next Ramus adventure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe it also takes up a while to get that much gold though.
0: How much how much do you have cuz at at the beginning it, you know, they're just like giving lots and lots of gold to you.
1: I currently have, now that I've logged on to Hearthstone, give me a sec. To double check. As I'm apparently warming my frozen boots by the fire. Okay. I cur- oh, I have zero gold currently. What? Really? But I mean, I've also been buying packs.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that explains it. Um, so I have an update on uh, Daredevil because last week I was being uh, pretty hard on it, you know, and and uh, telling you all of the bad things that I had discovered in like the first uh you know six episodes or whatever. Um, and by this week I have completed the uh the the show, and it of course grew on me quite a bit. Um. Mostly because, uh, in the second half of the show, you actually get to know some of the villains a lot more. And the villains are, like, by far the most interesting characters that I've seen in a while. And, uh, and so, um, I actually became invested in, like, what was going on with the villains and I started to care about them. And, um, yeah like what their what their hopes and dreams were what their aspirations were you know and um and so yeah i i i really started to appreciate the the show for what it is i don't want to go into specifics because um actually some one of the the most heartbreaking scene or yeah the most heartbreaking scene in the uh in the show uh was when one of the villains died um but i'm not going to tell you which one thank you yeah I mean you kind of have to expect that some villains are going to die at some point in the in the in the show. Um but yeah and and the reaction of the others um regarding that death. I didn't I didn't want that person to die. I liked them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Watch 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 Daredevil. It's actually a really good show. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't shy away from like the fact that um um that like what, you know, what Daredevil does is objectively wrong and you know is actually pretty harming to the people around him. So uh yeah they do they do address that during the show. Um and I liked that. Like that a lot.
1: Well look at you getting all sentimental. Actually I'm i able can't to help it.
0: I can only feel feels when they uh you know involve fictional worlds.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's face it screw real people sometimes well actually that's the fun thing about real people is you can screw them (laughs) anyway so do you have anything for um do you have anything else you want to say about it
0: not really okay um yeah that's all I got to talk about this week because uh for the most part other than playing a bit of Hearthstone I've been pretty darn busy I got my uh senior seminar in in a week, so this this week is gonna be crazy crunch time for me.
1: Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. I may Is there any chance oh, okay, we'll talk afterwards.
0: Okay. Cool. So thanks for listening everybody. This has been 8 bit. I'm Ian Buck.
1: And I'm Ian Decker.
0: <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> I know who that is. Just give me a moment. Frederick Douglass. What show? Is that an author? Uh, yeah, he was an author.
1: So I started out not necessarily with the uber dark beer. I started out with something called Two Women.
0: I I did notice that you uh had every single like um transition during the the best of Fringe. Oh right. Yes. Was uh portal sounds.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Um, like the challenge maps or whatever. No.
1: I didn't want to hate the game.
0: <laughs> now, if only Ryan were here to push some buttons and make the show stop. Weird. Maybe we should message him.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Ping, 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 ping. Anyway, what I, what I was going to ask was... um, uh, p-
0: I think that there might be a Ryan back in the room because there's flashing lights. It's time for the studless show. Oh, my. So let me tell you about studs. Who needs them? All I need is access panels.